Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me first remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the reuse and reuse of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also protected by Brandenburg v. Ohio 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything we say here on Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion is entirely hypothetical. For whatever good it does to say that. Yeah. We're all um, mind, I would like mind to... crafting fantasy writers or something. That's right. Uh, quick patch check for everybody. What's every? Uh-huh. I see Andrew's got Boogaloo Shark. Boogaloo you Shark. What got, do you got? See, what you got? You got Killdozer. I got Killdozer. I got my uh, I got my Millennium Falcon Rebel Scum on my hat, and I got a new one on my my mic stand. Nice Molotov cocktail. Little Molotov. I thought that might have been a little apropos. Let your light shine upon the world. No. <laughs> 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 oh. Yeah, <laughs> that might be a little hint at what we got coming up in this podcast. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Eh? I would have I would have <laughs> worn my Hawaiian shirt again, but unfortunately, it's actually rather cold when I have the window open here. So uh, hoodie it is. Yeah, I was going to say, I have one behind me, but I, it's like 40 degrees in this room right well, now. So <laughs> we have we have an article about those also. Yeah, yeah, and well, welcome to Wisconsin in the winter. It's you might want to wear a Hawaiian shirt, but uh, it's really fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> you need a you need a, a Hawaiian hoodie, like those. That would be, be a thing. freaking awesome, a Hawaiian print hoodie. I'm sure I can find one. Are here. there are there Hawaiian print BDU? There's <laughs> there is um uh, a company out there that is making a. Like basically what my idea had been a little while back. Remember when I did the um, the color, the it was a Hawaiian print, but it was with an, a camouflage. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, color palette. Well, that's basically what they're doing. But if you want any of their stuff, it is so stupidly overpriced. It is ridiculous. That's like the, he, the, the Savage Tactical or whatever it is, right? Yeah, Savage Tacticians, I think is what it is. Yeah, yeah it's just stupid overpriced. It's completely not worth the money. It's it's ridiculous. And all of their stuff is like that, where it's like, oh, did you want a T-shirt? That'll be a hundred dollars, because apparently I think I'm Gucci. (laughs) (laughs) Flexing on the pores. Yeah, like, oh, so lame. I had ordered a couple of things from him too, like cheaper stuff. And then I saw how high priced the rest of his crap was. Oh, hey, look, it's a Hawaiian print hoodie. Yeah. Twenty five dollars on Amazon. Sweet. But yeah, like I, I had ordered some of that stuff and then I saw the pricing and of everything. And I'm like, you know what? I'm never ordering from this company again because that is absurd. Like, no. <laughs> That's when you Weird. want like like a hundred and like hundred and fifteen dollars or something for like hoodies and you want like um I think their their armor is is stupid high price too, and like over a thousand dollars for their armor. Like, no, you're gonna get us cancel no. cultured by the by the foods. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, 
Um, so real quick before we actually get into the list of articles, that last one that you sent in the group chat, is that on the docket or no? No, no, I just I just came across that one. Yeah, we were just talking about it in the pre-show. So, so I I have some I have some good ones. I you saw the ones on the list. And I, I did. Do. I was just wondering if maybe we wanted to, you know, work this one in as kind of segued off one of them other ones. Nah, I don't want to give them credit. Yeah, I don't really. That's, that's up there with the, uh, the 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 uh, supposed attempted kidnapping of what's right. your face, Whitmer. Yeah, oh, I know. That, right? I know. Oh, Lord. Fuds, fuds, and feds, man. Well, speaking of fuds and feds, I fucking got deplatformed. I got kicked yes. off of Facebook. I'm officially a member of the Permaban Club. The black balls. Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am finally officially permabanned. And it happened at like noon. Like it was the middle of the day. I had been using Facebook earlier. And then all of a sudden somebody sent me messages like, did you deactivate your account? And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> well, to be, I mean, mine happened between 6.05 and 6.15 at night. At night. Because I want uh, Village Gunsmith had their nightly live when they uh-huh. got get their big deliveries, and I watched that and was commenting on that. No problem. Five minutes later, I went after the video ended. I went and did something to post something on Facebook, and boom, gone. Session expired. Please log in on your on a browser on a computer in order to find out more. And all uh-huh. the, all that you learn when you do that is your You're account done. has been disabled. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> and, hey, then you can, and then you if you try yeah. Go ahead I was going to say if, just... you tr- if you decide to try To reactivate the account um, It'll say No your account has been deactivated Due to repeated violations of community standards You yeah. are not welcome here <laughs> yeah. We don't yeah. serve your kind here <laughs> It took um, It took Luis like a year Before they let him back on Like he kept He kept trying to make ones and other people made accounts and then gave him access to them, and and they got deleted. But it took him a it took him a year before he was able to have an have I, an account. I just I'm, don't care that much. Yeah, I'm never I'm never gonna bother to go back at this point. Yeah. Like it's just not because I've had people like, oh well, you know, you could try using like a VPN, and you could no 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 no. That's a bunch <laughs> of effort for something I don't care about. Like right. I pulled all of my important data off weeks prior in anticipation of them doing this so i already had everything it got deleted and i warned people like dude if i get kicked off of this i'm never coming back that's it i'm done yeah like i'm not gonna bother with facebook they don't want me they want to turn themselves into the next tumblr because that's exactly what they're doing yep Yep. go for it man turn yourself into another hyper leftist mouthpiece with so much (laughs) censorship that no one uses you anymore Except for the blue, blue faux hawked cat eye glasses, fat chicks, and that's it. Go for oh, it. Don't, don't forget the, the mohawk on top of the mohawk is the pink, pink pussy hats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, if that's what you, if that's the crap that you want to do, like, you go for that, you go ahead and shoot yourself in the foot. I don't care. You know, tum- <laughs> Tumblr is a lot, is like the 4chan of the left. Well, except it has so much censorship that unlike 4chan, you can't even have any nudity or anything anymore. That's true. They yeah, I mean, you can, you can you could have nudes. I mean, you could have you could have nude like porn videos and child porn on fucking Twitter. 
But if you say mean things, you get then you deplatformed. Get right. Yeah. Then you get removed. It's so strange. You know, and the thing is, is there was no warning before they did it. There's no, oh, like, no. no suspension, none of this. Yeah, have, no... you had, have you had a 30-day in the last year? In the last day? year, no. I've had one 24-hour in the past year. Yeah. Yep. And that and was before, before my Before mine was deleted back in November, that's exactly what happened to me. I hadn't had a 30-day. I think I had a 30-day, like, back in February or something. Mm-hmm. And then, but I didn't have any other suspensions up until that point. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're gone. Yep. Yeah. And they, they just dropped me and they, they, there was no warnings. There was no like, cause like it would have been one thing if they'd like suspended me and been like, Hey, uh, we're suspending you. And then I would have been like, Oh crap. I know the permazucks coming. And then I would have downloaded any additional stuff like memes yeah. that maybe I didn't actually have saved or something. And mm-hmm. I would have had that warning and I would have been able to do that instead they just nuked me and yep. out of nowhere and in the middle of the day. And well, I guess we're just not on Facebook yep. anymore. It's <laughs> whatever, it's man. It's should... fascist book. It's not Facebook. It's fascist yeah. book. Well, and I keep should... in mind too, that if you're a gamer that, uh, the Oculus rifts, all the new Oculus rifts are going to require a Facebook account to use. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you are like me and permaban from Facebook, there's no point buying an Oculus. You can't use it anyway. Yep. Well, well, I I guess for me, I could use it just because I'd have it linked to Amber's account, my wife's account. Yeah. And then I'd let, you know, I'd use it that way. But otherwise, I have no interest or use. Yeah. I started I started a channel for a wolf in a sheeple's world on Telegram. I should add you to that one. Add you as an admin. Yeah, because I, I can't admin it on Facebook anymore. Going <laughs> <laughs> to create one over on MeWe, too, while yeah. you're at it? Yeah. No. Uh, oh, I should really create a Hootenanny Roundup on MeWe now. You now should. that I've been kicked off, yeah. I really got to do that. Slap all of my, my Boog memes back up on it. And... Yeah, that's, that's what we should do. Make Boog memes great again. Yes. Yes. Make the boogies great again. So, but uh, <laughs> before we get too off track there, nice little segue. Ex-Al-Qaeda recruiter on deplatforming extremists. Some will be emboldened. <laughs> just, no. I don't know what you're talking about. What? Just, it's, it's like It's like... It means massive censorship just emboldens people who don't well, like that, you all. that, but like... Like removing people from what is considered mainstream society, which mm-hmm. really let's let's say that what it is: Facebook, Twitter, yeah. Instagram. Those yeah. are main TikTok. I mean, except those are mainstream society these days. Yeah, they right? are removing people from mainstream society and forcing them to seek human interaction in small, isolated, out of the way echo chambers full of other extremists, like. How- how can that backfire? How could that I don't ever see any possible wrong. way that that could go wrong. It's just yes. Okay, so article. Uh, when Jesse Morton watched the U.S. Capitol was stormed, he recalled the ferocious faith he once had, not as a supporter of President Donald Trump, but as a jihadi recruiter on a mission from God. 
Like some of Trump's most ardent backers, Morden was also deplatformed by social media companies like YouTube, where he was once Al-Qaeda's most prolific English language recruiters, giving him a rare personal insight into the future they face. Quote, a lot of what a lot of what we see unfolding in front of us now with regard to the far right, I experienced directly with the primary threat we were concerned with when was when we were jihadist. He said last week from his home in Alexandria, Virginia. <laughs> Wait a second. Fed. This guy was a fucking recruiter. English language recruiter mm-hmm. for Islamic Islamist extremists. And yeah. he lives within a stone's throw. Well, yeah, the next like right right sentence. across the river. Yeah. From... yeah, the next the next sentence says he's a FBI informant. Oh well. Yeah, Martin served uh, four years on terrorism-related charges in federal prison where he assisted the FBI as an informant. He went on to become a research fellow at George Washington University's program on extremism and now works as an anti-extremism activist. He was careful to note that Trump and his followers are not Islamic terrorists bent on violent jihad, but he says his experience shows that deplatforming radicals does work, if only to a point. Just eliciting a reaction from huge tech companies and powerful law enforcement agencies can feel like an intoxicating vindication, he said. And pulling charismatic troublemakers off social media certainly limits their reach. But for a smaller group of diehards, uh, removal bolsters the same feelings of isolation, outrage, and in-group solidarity that led to radicalization in the first place. Uh, although their numbers might go down, quote, what you see is you see those feelings of camaraderie, those feelings of community, those feelings of meaning and significance in the movement uh, as if you're having an effect, he said. And you also feel emboldened. You see, uh, you feel powerful. Which, completely understandable. Like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I feel, I, it's, it's the same sort of feeling that you get like when you come into the libertarian movement or when you come into the anarchist movement you feel like you're you're it's like you develop a faux moral superiority and and you you do feel more powerful when you first mm. come into the libertarian anarchist movement because you you do want to do things you feel you feel you can change the world if 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 we just did x y and z right everything would be better blah 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 it's the same way and and this time they're doing like isolated echo chambers which is only yeah, gonna yeah. it's only it's only gonna feed the feeding well, well yeah and, and especially when you start talking about how everybody's especially the left the people that are running these social these major social mm-hmm. media platforms the ones they're all sitting there going you know we all need to come together we all need to unite and then they're intentionally separating everybody mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you don't agree with us or if you don't toe the line with us we don't want anything to do with you well, their idea of uniting is we need to unite under the banner of the things that I support. Yes. Right. What they, what they really what I... mean, it's, it's doublespeak. What they really mean is not we should all unite regardless of our differences. It's all of you people who disagree with me need to set aside your differences from me mm-hmm. and just follow what I say. Right. That's what they mean. And, that, and, and that's kind of what that's what I was kind of alluding to was this is what they're after. They want to create the. They want to create a one gigantic echo chamber for themselves. Mm -hmm. That way they're all on the same page while pushing anybody that disagrees with them off to the side where they have to be in smaller groups. 
Well, when you think about it, I mean, and the, the banning, like we, as soon as I mentioned that I was permabanned, right? Like everyone's like, yeah, Hey, welcome to the club. And right. And it is, it's a, it's kind of a validation that clearly you're pissing the right people off with what you're saying, because exactly. otherwise they mm-hmm. wouldn't go after you. So well, and, obviously and it's even more successful. so. Well, right. And it's even more so a validation when things like what happened to you and me, Andrew last week mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, where exactly. Andrew had and or I had feds show up at my house and I had Andrew had a tail. Yeah. yeah. Andrew had a tail. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when stuff like that happens at that point, we're like, okay, so we must be getting under somebody's feathers if they're well, feeling yeah, that's, the need to show that's, up. And that's what was, was mentioned. I'm uh, talking to a, a I mentioned I had a friend that was also visited you know, outside of you guys. And Derek said she saw some people post about it on Facebook. And what it came down to is, is you guys were flagged by Facebook. Right. Right. Like you, you were, you were blackballed. You were kicked off Facebook for extremist views or, or whatever. And Facebook flagged you. And like, right after the Capitol protests is like, Facebook said, Hey, go look at these people. Yeah. And, that's you guys well, got and, looked at. and facebook is essentially a voluntary intelligence collection agency you volunteer to sign up for their system so they can collect intel on you well yeah let's not forget that they're connected to the nsa well uh, right the, the prison program and and all this other stuff so well, yeah they, right. they directly feed uh-huh. the content of facebook messenger to the fbi yeah, they right. actually, and, they, and actually that's what I was getting talk, they actually talk about Facebook in the in the the Snowden movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So I, think, yep. I believe they mentioned Google in there too. Mm-hmm. All the yeah. fangs. Yeah. Um let's see. Uh uh after suspension. Okay, so I'm gonna go down a few paragraphs. He said uh um they're talking about booting people off Twitter and he said, uh quote, when we first started doing this with jihadists. People like to say it was a whack-a-mole. You know, you were just knock one down, another group would pop up. The research that I've done and the subsequent people who have demonstrated it, that that's not the case. Burgess analysis also backs up Morton's experience that a that a heady cocktail of isolation and vindication risks accelerating the violent reaction of a small minority who put the effort into move uh, to more private platforms. Right. So when you silence people who have a different opinion from you, yeah, it may make them feel disenfranchised to the point where they feel compelled to violence. Yes, actually, uh, uh, quote, you're only talking to people who echo the same views and excessively talk about violence and anger and hate. Uh, then there's a reasonable chance that being in that environment could radicalize, radicalize you even more. Uh, Morton said that a toxic feedback could easily promote the the notion that, quote, there is no other recourse but violence as a result of us being unable to express our ideas. Yeah, I mean, Uh, there's only so long that people can feel voiceless before Mm -hmm. they will find a freaking voice. Right. Yeah. What is it? It's it's the, 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 the jury box, the ammo box, the ballot box and the soap box. Right. Yep. Well. We know that the ballot box doesn't work. Mm-hmm. We, know we know that the, the jury box doesn't work. We know the right? soapbox doesn't work. And then, and then you take away people's soapbox. Leaves them with one. one box to reach for. Leaves them with exactly one more God, box I hate left. You guys. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> if, if you're if you're listening and not watching the video, they both reached down and pulled up ammo cans full of beautiful 
lead and brass. Invest in valuable metals. <laughs> buy lead. Yeah, Hashtag. buy lead and brass. Hashtag cries in Californian. <laughs> it's not our fault you decided to stay in that communist fucking state. Right. But, I mean, that's the thing, though, is, like, it, obviously, I mean, that's, what do we know about sound waves, right? We call them echo chambers. Well, what do we know about sound waves if you keep bouncing them and bouncing them and bouncing them in a small space? They wind up louder. They're right. more intense. So if you take all of this, the anybody who is trying to say something and, you know, they disagree and they, they feel disenfranchised and anything else. And then you stick that sound into a box where all it has is the same sound from other places and it's all bouncing around. <laughs> of course, it just gets steadily more and more and more intense. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. an obvious thing. And what they're doing is simultaneously, and I guarantee you, that's why we wound up with the FBI showing up at our doors is because they are worried now because now they can't track us as easily. They can't monitor our activities as easily. And now they're worried that we're going to be going to, sell, you know, to communicating in a way that they can't monitor. That's nothing but people who think like us. And it's simply going to push <laughs> things ever further. Well, and they, they're going, oh, shit, we done fucked up. They, they right. can't monitor us on the surface. Right. We, we all know what the prison programs and all that good stuff. If you use a, a commercially viable product such as my LG cell phone or my Lenovo <laughs> laptop. <laughs> they can monitor all that. It doesn't matter right. what program you use, or whether you're on Skype or Telegram or any other sort of encrypted chat, they can monitor the, the going-ons. Um, however... I, I, I'll agree with you, but I have to disagree with you on some points. Um, only because there are some that use an asymmetric encryption, mm -hmm. which... I mean, un unless, they they, unless they, that's the thing, they have to have console access mm -hmm. and there's no guarantee that they have that. If you know any, if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's even... the thing is, is if you really need to, if you really want to talk about things that would maybe, you know, go against Brandenburg v. Ohio, you want to make sure that you take proper precaution. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, the thing is too, is like, you... <laughs> admittedly like on uh say group chats on keybase which is you know and encryption there's no guarantee that the other people in that group are not feds yeah right so same with I telegram mean, same with signal same with yeah i mean well, yep. same with a group of friends getting together and talking in an isolated place there's no guarantee that one of them isn't a fed so or doesn't or doesn't have thick enough skin for it and decides to yeah. you know what this is too rich for me i'm gonna turn them in <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, informants are a regular thing. Like everybody knows about informant. Everybody knows about the informants that were in the mob. They know about the informants that were in. What was it? Um, the the Mauer Wildlife Refuge was like, like 16 of the 22 people turned federal informant or something like that. Yeah, like just tons yeah. of them wound yeah. up going over. I mean, this is this is a, a risk, an inherent risk in, in anything if you're trying to talk completely privately that somebody's going to tell somebody else what you said. And so, I mean, that's an acknowledged risk. But if you're coming at it from the world of the intelligence community, it is way harder to put somebody in that isolated group uh -huh. that isn't going to raise suspicion than it is to just watch when people are just talking openly. 
Like it's mm-hmm. way yeah, like, more difficult. It's, it's OPSEC per sec is, is something that a lot of people lack. Well, and it's the reason yeah. a lot of people get yeah. caught. But um, where was I going with that? I was going. Oh, um, uh, uh, Miwi. Like we, we we talked about Miwi a little bit before the show. Uh, Miwi. There was an article that came out the other day that Miwi picked up like two and a half million people since January sixth. Yeah. yeah. Right. To to get to because Miwi's supposedly an un, un, uncensored. Like I haven't seen anybody censored from it yet, but. Um, well, and not only have they picked up two and a half million since January 6th, but since November 6th, they've picked up close to 10 million, which is probably probably more than probably triples <laughs> they're, they're the activity on me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gotten huge. And it's well, because I know everybody's migrating away from platforms that will censor them. Right. And I mean, I remember, I want to say it was right around Thanksgiving time, me, we, which would have been about two weeks after I got my permazuck. Uh, like my app kept crashing. I would try to access any notifications and stuff and it just kept crashing. And then they put out a release mm-hmm. in email format to all of their me- current members. Hey, um, we're in the process of adding a metric ton of servers mm-hmm. in order to, <laughs> in order to, uh, facilitate all of these new members that we just picked up yeah, we've been so small <laughs> for so long and then all of a sudden oh shit so uh, <laughs> yeah we need to one. yeah we need to maybe uh go out and buy a server farm because clearly we're gonna need it that's i mean and that's i and look at that i mean that's that's a symptom of what these big platforms that are deplatforming everybody that is a symptom of what they're doing. Everyone's moving to these other things, but the only people who are moving are the people that are, you know, talking about things that are anti-government or talking about, you know, things that are unfortunately in a lot of cases, hyper conservative and pro Trump and mm-hmm. all hail grand emperor Cheeto and like all of that <laughs> crap. But that's the only people that are moving, which means that what's going to happen pretty soon is that, those other platforms are migrating to are just echo chambers for mm-hmm. all of those ideas. And then the platforms they left are just echo chambers for the hyper left ideas. And all you're doing is encouraging an increased divide in society. Right. It, I don't know. I, it's infuriating. Just be, I mean, we're supposed to, and I, and I emphasize the term supposed to be able to speak even if we have differing views on things, we're supposed to be able to speak amongst one another. Yeah. But these I, these platforms are there, there's this, there's people there's people yelling at us right now. I know that are just going, oh, they're private companies, blah blah blah. They do what they want. If you take government money, you're not a private company. Yeah, and yes. look at well, first of all, Facebook not only takes enormous amounts of government money, I mean billions of dollars, but on top of that, they actively work with the government right that is not a private company that is just a semi-privatized arm of the government at that point there's there's no private anything there yeah, it's this just, it's, it's just public it's just money the fun it's, side of the nsa that's yeah all. that's that's all it is i mean it's that's it's, not a private company guys that is that is a public <laughs> thing that is a government thing and Instagram, don't forget, is owned by Facebook, and Twitter isn't any better, actually, than uh, 
than Facebook is. I mean, they're slightly yep. better about censoring, but not by well, a whole lot. You can have you can have child porn on Twitter, but you can't say you can't mean say things. things. And, and if you have an actual open platform, like you know, so far I'll say MeWe has been an open platform. If you have a supposed open open platform, you're going to run across things that are obviously outside of the mm-hmm. what established yeah. norms of what you would consider okay. Yeah, and what, okay. what is is it title title two thirty? Is that the the law that I'm thinking section of that says section two thirty? Yeah, that you Act. yeah that that basically that allows um a platform right a to be uh not responsible for the content that's posted on there. Remember when Google got sued over the um the jihadi stuff that was ha- that was getting posted on Google and they got sued um and on like YouTube they got sued and then they successfully argued well under under section 230 I I don't have to censor it I'm not responsible for it you can't blame me for it I'm just a platform you can't blame me for what's on here yeah, but then um, now Facebook yeah. and Google and and all these all these companies are actively censoring things and taking it upon themselves to do the censoring, which could theoretically be used to argue against them having section 230 protection because they're acting like a publisher and not like a platform because they are censoring content. Yeah. Uh, They're 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 actively curating the content that's supposed to be available for all yeah. the members. Uh, right. Section 230 is a piece of internet legislation in the United States passed into law as part of the Communications Decency Act of 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, Section 230 generally provides immunity for website publishers from third-party content. At its core, Section 230 provides immunity from liability for providers and users of a, quote, interactive computer service who publish information providers by third party. Right. Because they're they're a platform, not yeah, a publisher, uh, is the argument. Yeah, good good right. Samaritan protection from civil liability for operators um, and the removal or moderation of third party material they deem obscene or offensive, even of constitutionally protected speech, as long as it's done in quote good faith. And because they're starting to ban people based on political affiliation and political speech, yeah. the good faith clause goes away. Yeah, the good faith clause no longer ap- could theoretically no longer mm-hmm. apply. It hasn't been used that way yet, but there is a definite door opening there where that they're opening themselves, yep. where they may wind up being uh, sued and held liable for things. Because they're not acting on good faith anymore. They're acting as a publisher, which is actively curating content. Therefore, they no longer fall under the third party content clause of 230. Yeah, uh, back to the article. They said, um, uh, uh, toxic feedback loop, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they agreed that big tech's attempts to reign in right wing extremism has seemed more reactive than preventive and that crafting a consistent set of rules around account suspensions would help companies undercut the feeling among censored groups that they are being singled out. I roll. Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
Morton and Burgess said that there was a substantial difference between deplatforming of jihadis and deplatforming of right-wing extremists. Quote, their bases of support. While the jihadi recruiters in the United States did not have any substantial uh, political backing, right-leaning voters are legion, uh, encompassing multiple causes and ideologies, and they can count on many elected officials to defend them. So, Right. I love that, that it's everything is, oh, it's only right-wing extremists. It's right-wing extremists. Those are the people yeah. that they're worried about, except that they're deplatforming libertarians and they're deplatforming anarchists. Uh, and... was, was it Bannon that said that libertarians, they're going after libertarians? Yeah, oh, libertarian, yeah. Libertarians are a threat, apparently. We're, we're as bad as, as the, there's an article that we're going to get to about the Hawaiian shirts. And they said, uh, uh, what is it, like Nazis... White supremacists and libertarians, yeah, wearing, wearing the Hawaiian mm-hmm. shirts. Well, yeah, and I love that. I love that they steer clear of ever mentioning anarchists with stuff <laughs> because since the the people the the ancoms claim to be anarchists, they don't want to go ahead and offend those people because that's part of their part of their support base. So they always avoid. They askew saying anything about anarchists and instead it's all oh, those those damned right-wing extremists and libertarians you want, you want to just get into that one get into the boogaloo shirt one oh, i'm sorry yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the Might aloha, as well. aloha shirts not oh same sorry. same shit that's what they, they they call it the aloha shirt oh that's what they're supposed yeah, to be called as aloha it. shirts yeah there uh, so uh Aloha shirts. Aloha. On, yeah. Aloha shirts on boogaloos link symbol of peace to violence. On boogaloos. <laughs> this is a, this is an AP article, by the way. Yep. Surprise. Uh, Surprise. Yep. Tell that at all. People following a violent movement that promotes a second U.S. civil war or the breakdown of modern society have been showing up at recent protests across the nation armed and wearing tactical gear. But the anti-government boogaloo movement has adopted an unlikely public and online symbol, the so-called Hawaiian shirt. The often brightly colored island-themed garment known, known in Hawaii as an aloha shirt is to people across the world synonymous with the laid-back lifestyle. But in Hawaii, it has an association with Oahu, the native Hawaiian spirit of love, compassion, and mercy. The shirts are being worn by militant followers of the Boogaloo philosophy, the antithesis of Aloha, at demonstrations about coronavirus lockdowns, racial injustice, and more recently, the presidential election. Hey, I just, I gotta say, the love of freedom, the compassion for your fellow man and their small businesses, and the mercy of not having people suffer. Yeah, wanting wanting not, mercy not, for people yeah. where we're allowed to help each other, where government doesn't get in the way, where government isn't oppressing people, demanding, you know, demanding a, a more merciful world. Yeah, that that's completely in line with the spirit of the Boog Boys. And uh yeah. yet, yeah. It's just it's just spicy aloha. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's spicy it's aloha. Aloha with a little curry. That's it's <laughs> it's alo- Aloha meets uh, um, Mauna Kea. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the fucking volcano. <laughs> uh, 
Oh yeah, it's spicy aloha. I, that's I'm I'm gonna steal that. I term. had to change. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Boogaloo is a loosely affiliated far right movement. God, I I am so sick of, of being of called that, far right. Of being called far right. Like yeah, I, I there was there was an article that that was posted about me. We getting two and a half million new followers. And and it said two and a half million is like far right, two and a half million followers, right? And I was like, I had to comment because I know we don't comment on these things. That's not my not my thing. I'm not that kind of person. And I was like, this person knows me very well. And I commented, and I was like, according to the mainstream media, according to the 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 faux moral superior technocracy, I'm considered far right wing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. We all are, and that's because like, um, supposedly holding any kind of moral compass that would say that you know coercive violence is yeah. wrong is, according to them, a right wing ideal. When in yeah. fact, it's just yeah, we, somebody we have, who's logically fucking consistent. We have so <laughs> many, so many far far right wing ideals, like wanting the decriminalization of all drugs and uh, wanting government to stay the hell out of who wants to marry who and <laughs> like like loving freedom yeah compassion for your fellow man yeah and wanting, wanting you know yeah. mercy yeah wanting yep. wanting people oh. to, be able to just do what they want to do as long as they're not hurting anybody is apparently far right wing now apparently the idea of freedom and liberty is now far right wing and Meanwhile, if you've I ever met to... anybody who's far right wing, they do not love freedom. No, <laughs> no, they, they worship not. the boots that the goddamn military and police wear on a daily fucking what did, basis. What did what did Nazi stand for? What was what was that term? I was was it? I think it was uh, like National Socialist National Socialist Workers Party. Yeah, the oh. National Socialist German Workers Party. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, back to the article. Uh, Boogaloo is a loosely affiliated far-right movement that includes a variety of extremist factions and political views. The name is in reference to a slang term for a sequel, in this case, a Second World War, or Second Second Civil War. Quote, you have everyone from neo-Nazis and white nationalists to libertarians, said Cassie Miller, senior research analysis at the Southern Poverty Law Center. Oh, tracks hate groups in the U.S. Hate groups. By hate <laughs> groups, they mean anyone who isn't hyper, hyper, hyper fucking left. Right. If, if you don't, it, if you don't have your pronouns in your bio, you are far right. Oh yeah, I freaking oh, man. When I when I go through like when I'm swiping through freaking Tinder, dude. Like I'm telling you, if I see somebody listed their pronouns, that is a left immediately. I'm like, and nope, we will not get along. <laughs> that, that seems like an ironic statement. <laughs> yeah, like are you kidding me? It's, especially if it's like they, a pronouns they them. Fuck yeah, you. All right, yeah, like, fuck I, I, lo- I love you. <laughs> libertarians are grouped in with neo-nazis and white nationalists mm-hmm. like eric eric july is now a white nationalist oh yeah I saw oh yeah i love I, that i love whenever i see him post screenshots and shit um or he talks about him on his shows all the time about yeah. how people somebody else, you're a white supremacist and then he posts a picture of himself and <laughs> then the, <laughs> the people he's still, <laughs> yeah he's still the only person that i've seen 
actually make someone delete their Twitter. Like right before right before the election, there was some white college girl who was arguing with him and she's like, You need to shut up and let the black people speak. He posted and, a picture of himself. And he posted a he posted a video saying, Bitch, I am black. She deleted her Twitter. Her entire Twitter <laughs> deleted. Yep. Well, yeah, because he he gets I watched somebody uh, the other day, some some white, very pale white chick uh called him a Nazi. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and he and and said something about how he should be ashamed of himself or something, blah blah blah. And he's like, says the white chick who just called a black anarchist a Nazi. <laughs> but he, um, he posts he posts screenshots and shit like that all the time when he's doing uh-huh. his videos, oh, yeah. and I just can't. I love watching them just to see where he's owned these supposedly morally superior woke white motherfuckers who don't know their elbow from their oh. asshole in the real world. Oh, did you see the, the, the one that I, the one that I commented on that I had had tweeted to him where some dude said, imagine being so stupid that you think Biden's actually going to bomb the middle East. <laughs> and he's like, there's no way this is a real tweet was his, was his. <laughs> and, and I said, I said, unfortunately you have to realize that these people actually think this way, even though we are now Mm -hmm. five days into, into the Biden administration and are still currently bombing Yemen. Yep. Yemen, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Iraq, Iraq, Syria, and there's there's going into Iran. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no, but it's, it's only wrong. It's only actual bombing. If Republicans do it, remember, Obama won a Nobel Peace Prize while actively dropping bombs on seven different countries. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. You have everyone from neo Nazis and white uh. nationalists to libertarians, blah blah blah. Uh, and why idea? And while ideologically there may be some differentiation among people who identify with the movement, what unites them is their interest in having complete access to firearms and the belief that this country is heading towards a civil war. Gee. I wonder why they Aren't believe we just this talking thing. about this yeah. increased divide. <sighs> Not only that, and we've talked at length ad nauseum on this fucking channel mm-hmm. about how the current climate in the U.S. mirrors so incredibly well the climate before the Civil War, mm-hmm. before the Revolution. The climate in France before the Leading French up, Revolution. The Weimar Republic. The yeah. Weimar Republic. Mm-hmm. This is so, I mean, history repeats itself. History always fucking repeats itself. Yeah. Because okay. Okay. Un- and, what, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Isn't that the well, old adage, it gets, Andrew? It, this, this gets even better. If you better. say it gets better, I'm going to reach to this screen. Uh, and fucking it it does. It this. does get better. <laughs> Hang on. Let me refill my glass because this is going to take a bit. Oh, no. Uh, of course it gets back. Miller said that those who follow Boogaloo, sometimes referred to as Boogaloo Boys, and she did spell it B-O-I-S. I'll give believe, her credit for that. Believe that, quote, people need to rise up against the government. What they see is tyrannical and essentially irredeemable. And that the only solution to writing what they see as their perceived grievances is to overthrow the state. That I love how they're awful, perceived grievances. Yeah, that that is an awful lot of qualifying words in there. Like what they see as their perceived grievances yeah. 
and what right. they perceive and they think like there is an awful lot of well but i mean you know, it like implied like but you know i mean we reasonable people we don't think that right guys like all right hold on the problem is is these are the most of these are the same dumbass sons of bitches who were burning cities down last spring and summer because of oh my god the government is violent and they're killing our people yeah and no now shit See, no and didn't we say, say <laughs> didn't we say at the time at the time on this show we said wait until they wind up with a leftist in the white house again and yep. all of the sudden government will oh, be yeah. their undying hero again oh i know it Every, oh, absolutely it, we yeah that's, it was that's that, where the domestic terrorism thing comes from yep. is them trying to protect big daddy government yeah, wait. Right. Those are the, the ones flop. that are. They're the very ones that were attacking Big Daddy government all fucking summer. <laughs> Those adhering to the philosophy often target <laughs> law enforcement. Miller said, because the police are the most accessible symbol of the government at public gatherings. They're right. the goddamn, but cl- goddamn cudgel that they slam us all over the fucking head with every goddamn and day. They're the ones that you were just attacking, shooting, and burning down the stations of a few months ago, asshats. <laughs> People affiliated with the movement have also been linked to real-world violence, including a string of domestic terrorism plots. The movement has also been promoted by white supremacists. There's that term again. But many supporters insist that they're not truly advocating for violence. Attempts to re- attempts by the Associated Press to reach out to people associated with the movement were unsuccessful. God, no I shit. Wonder, hold on, I don't want to fucking talk on, to wait, you. Wait, if you look quote, if you look at their online spaces, their rhetoric is extremely violent. Miller said, "Quote a lot of what is kind of under the veneer of irony and human or irony of humor, but there's something very real to all of it." I just want to point out that. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, don't forget, Biden just killed the Keystone Pipeline permit and put out of work like 2,000 welders. Just welders <laughs> with dump trucks. With bulldozers. Yeah. If you look at their online spaces, their rhetoric is extremely violent. You can't look at their online spaces because they've been fucking the platform. Yeah, you removed all of our online spaces, asshats. How would you know? You don't oh, know anymore. Goodness. You can't see it. And even if you did, even if you looked at it and you want to sit there and you want to call us violent for saying, hey, like the, the, the time to, you know, just let government violence go is over. Like something needs to be done. Uh. I seem to remember an awful lot of people talking not that long ago on the left about murdering Republicans and how, well, once we took the White House, we're going to line you all up on walls. And I remember it wasn't that long ago you had a Bernie bro attack Republican members of Congress at a softball diamond. Yeah. Softball softball practice with an AR-15. Yeah. Started shooting it. SKS. Was an SKS, but either way, he started shooting. Which which makes perfect sense because I mean they're all commies anyway, so it would make sense that they'd come after him with a com block weapon. But still, he showed up with a semi-automatic rifle as a avowed communist and leftist, and started shooting Republicans. Yeah, and a ball diamond. 
but we're the violent ones. Yeah, but we, you know, the the American political mainstream political left isn't violent somehow. We are. We're the violent ones. The ones who are like, hey, seriously, like government's violent and awful and inherently violence and we need to get rid of it. We're violent, but the ones who are like, oh, hey, let's continue to use government violence against people we don't like at every turn. They're not violent. They're the compassionate ones. Because, you know, it's so compassionate and unviolent to advocate for the armed robbery of your neighbors. <laughs> don't forget, they were openly supportive of the rioting and looting and the, quote, most peaceful protests. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, most... well, absolutely. Well, absolutely condemning the events of January sixth. Yep. Well, and not only that, absolutely condemning condemning a seventeen year old kid who had to use deadly force to mm-hmm. protect himself from their fucking violence from a pedophile and a child abuser or something like that, right? A, yeah. a pedophile and a woman abuser. Yeah. Yeah, and a and a wife beater like that. And a wife beater. Yeah, and the one tried to bash his skull in with a piece of wood and steel. And, and got a very well-placed shot right through the chest for it, which was a thing of beauty. <laughs> yeah. But I mean that's <laughs> But I mean that's I mean he was actively attempting to kill him. If you think that a skateboard is not a deadly weapon, I could show you exactly what a skateboard can do to a human head. I'll just go get a coconut and a skateboard and let me show you what could have happened to his skull if he hadn't fought back. But we're the violent ones. Right. All right. Uh, Go down a few articles. There's a bunch of rhetoric and blah, 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 blah. A bunch Um, of fear porn. Yeah, a bunch of uh, not even fear porn. just liberal rhetoric. Uh, okay, many Native Hawaiians share a sense of frustration with the U.S. and state government because of the way the Hawaiian kingdom was overthrown. They have long fought against the exploitation and commercialization of their land by large corporations and government entities, but in a mostly peaceful way. Quote, Hawaiians are facing desecration of, our, desecration of our <laughs> burial of our sacred places, but it is our choice of how we want to respond and address the powers that be. If you want the end result to be based in peace, you have to move in peace and move in aloha. <sighs> okay, now here, <laughs> this is this is no, this is this is the paragraph. This is the, this is the paragraph that just it just this is the frustration. Are this Andrew is, and I going to have an annu- collective aneurysm because of this? Not on the surface, but probably. Quote. Aloha is about reducing suffering, reducing and de-escalating anger. It's human to become angry. It's human to feel frustrated. It's human to want to lash out. But it is also human to find compassion. Isn't that exactly what we want? Exactly the fucking point. What the? F- oh my God! Well, and you'll notice, you'll notice. Oh well, they're really frustrated. You know, these Native Hawaiians—they're really frustrated about this commercialization and use of their symbols by the government, the same government that the people who are wearing their the Aloha shirts, which, by the way, were developed for the purposes of being sold to American tourists as they came to Hawaii. So if you're calling that a whole traditional Hawaiian thing, then Spam and Reese's is also a fucking traditional Hawaiian thing. Uh, they, can keep, they can keep that way. part. Yeah, it's weird. It's not bad, but weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, not a not a real big fan of it. But you know, teach their own. Yeah, but I mean, like this, 
these in the same in the same sentence well set of sentences the same paragraph she's saying that hawaiians hate what the government did to them (laughs) and then saying that people who hate the government shouldn't that hawaiians don't want them to use their symbols yes at the same yeah yeah i mean that they're running around in circles with their with their statements well, because that's the only way you can hold these positions. You know, you you can only hold the positions of these people when you are willing to ignore the meanings of words that you're using and hold directly um, con- conflicting ideas in your head simultaneously and holding them both to be true. This is a symptom of insanity. Mm hmm. Like, this is, I can't even wrap my head around, I mean, it's like the same, these are the same kinds of people who wrote about how, well, in order to address uh, domestic terrorism, we need to confront multiracial whiteness. (laughs) I mean, that the fact that that phrase exists shows you how insane these people are. Well, it wasn't AOC, didn't she have the quote about it? It's more important to be morally right than factually correct. Yep. Yes. So there. Yep, that was AOC. And that's it right there. That is that so it's is, more important it to be woke as fuck. Faux woke. They are not woke. woke. They're faux Absolutely. Woke. Well, I, I use woke in that context with them because that's how they look at themselves. They are for woke. For yes. Woke. <laughs> so it's more important for they, those like half people. of them couldn't spell faux correctly. Very true. Um, but it's more important for them to believe that they're woke as shit because they're supposedly on the right side of oh I fucking hate that phrase the right side of history I fucking hate that phrase. Um, well, you've got to remember history. History is written by the victors, and that's the difference right. between between a terrorist and a freedom fighter, right? Perspective. Yep, it's who wins? Right. It's who wins. And no. But because I mean, instead of actually having to back up your position with facts and actual information that's true, it's more important to put up this wonderful facade of wine and roses and go, "This is what it is." No, it isn't. You fucking idiots! All right, let's let's move on to this next one. Um, there's this one, and there's one more, and then we can get off this subject. But this one again sets up. All everything we've said so far sets up for this, the following article, not this article, but the following article, and that's the one that's going to really, that'll be the fun one at least. Are we going to do another Brandenburg intro before that one, just because? No, not. I don't. I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. We do it. It. it we do bring up Clive and Bunny, and there is there is some stress, some stupidity in that article, but. Uh, this one, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, domestic terrorism bill is quote targeting almost half of our country. What? Uh, yeah. Gosh. You don't say. Shock face. <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard, the face. former Democratic representative from Hawaii, on Friday expressed concerns that the proposed measure to combat d- domestic terrorism could be used to undermine civil liberties. No. What? what? Are you suggesting? That that tyrants may use a claim to be defending against internal enemies to do tyrannical things. 
I mean, gaps in 9-11. I mean, history definitely doesn't back that up. (laughs) You got Operation Northwoods just flashing in your head right now in big, bold letters. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, the... I mean, or uh, the um, USS Liberty. Yeah, the USS Liberty incident, or uh, the um, the whole thing recently with Iran and the drones, or the um, oh, what is it? The the USS I can't remember that blew up in um, Havana Harbor. The or the Lusitania, which was a valid military target because it was carrying weapons. Or I mean, the list goes on. And on yep. and on. <laughs> uh, Gabber's comments came during the appearance on Fox News primetime when host Brian Kilmeade asked her if she was, quote, surprised they were pushing forward with this extra surveillance on would-be domestic terror. Quote, it's so dangerous, as you guys have been talking about, this is the issue with all Democrats, Republicans, Independents, Libertarians should be extremely concerned about. Especially because we don't have to guess about where this goes or how this ends, Gabbard said. She continued, quote, when you have people like former CIA director John Brennan openly talking about how he's spoken with or heard from appointees and nominees in the Biden administration, who are already starting to look across our country for these types of movements similar to the insurgencies they've seen overseas, that in his words, he says, make up this unholy alliance of religious extremists, racist bigots. He lists a few others, and at the end, even libertarians. <sighs> Yet again, see, and this is setting up because libertarians are one of those dissenting voices yep. that, although they're not completely correct, are more correct <laughs> than the Republicans or Democrats, and therefore are a threat to the status quo. As yeah, long as well, they exist, I was gonna say, as long as the libertarians are out there, they run the ri- the s- establishment of the Republicans and the Democrats run the risk of that Overton window shifting ever so slightly away from where they want it. Yeah, I think libertarians need to start carrying hammers and throwing them through the libertarian or through the uh, Overton windows. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's just me. Um. Uh, she said, her, she said her concern lies in how officials would define the characteristics that are searching for and these potential threats. Quote, what characteristics are we looking for uh, as we are building the profile of potential extremists? What are we talking about? Religious extremists? Are we talking about Christians, evangelical Christians? What is a religious extremist? Is it somebody who is pro-life? Where do we take this? Gabbard said. She said the proposed legislation. Wrong. Yeah, she said the proposed legislation could create a quote, very dangerous undermining of our civil liberties, our freedom, and our constitution, and targeting of almost half the country. You start looking at you start looking at obviously have to be a white person, obviously likely male, libertarians, anyone who loves freedom, liberty, maybe has an American flag outside his house, or people who you know attended a Trump rally. Gabbard said. Domestic this terrorism. Is their way per- of- this is their way of lashing out at anybody, and I mean absolutely anybody mm-hmm. who disagrees with them in any way. Well, you might have even yeah. voted for Biden. You might have been the most hardline leftist, but if there's one, one issue out there that you disagree with them on, you are an extremist. 
Well, yeah, I mean, this is don't for and don't forget, it's not like this is coming out of left field. They no. warned us no, no, no. and okay. have well, been on. have been warning people not, for years okay, that they're going to do this. Not only is this not right out of left field, but this was a twenty thousand page bill that was submitted the day after what happened yep. at the Capitol Capitol building. Yep. Exactly, which so means they it's had been, this prepared. Yeah, like like Diane Feinstein. Like Diane Feinstein has, has admitted several times that she has gun control bills already written and sitting in her desk, just mm-hmm. waiting for an incident so that she can sign them and submit them. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I mean, that's because but, you I mean, never they, let a good tragedy go to waste. Well, yep. and they that's keep in mind with this. Yeah, but I mean, keep in mind with this, too, is that they've been openly saying they were going to do this because remember, I mean, it's been four years that they've that the 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 left's the the people in the political left have been saying openly, well, when it's our turn, then we'll get revenge. Remember, remember mm-hmm. that quote that, that we'll get revenge yep. when we're back in the white house and oh yep. we'll show you and we'll punish you and that it will be our turn to show you who's boss and all yep. they've been saying openly for years that they're going to do this stuff we've been talking about it for years that this is what was coming as soon as a democrat got into the white house people called us all nuts and then the moment there's a democrat in the white house <laughs> this is exactly what happens yep. oh gosh Weren't we crazy conspiracy theorists? Yep. Uh, The Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act of 2021 was introduced in the House earlier this week in the aftermath of the rioting at the U.S. Capitol earlier this month that left five dead. Quote, unlike after 9-11, the threat that's reared its ugly head on January 6th is domestic terror groups and extremists, often racially motivated, violent individuals. Uh. Representative Brad Schneider, Democrat at Illinois, said in a statement announcing the bipartisan legislation, quote, oh, America, hold on, okay. fucking Illinois, quote, quote, yep. America must be vigilant to combat these radicalized to violence. And the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act gives our government the tools to identify, monitor and thwart their illegal activities. Combating the threat of domestic terrorism and white supremacy is not a Democrat or Republican issue, not left versus right or urban versus rural. Domestic terrorism is an American issue, a serious threat that we can and must address together. That is also a quote from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. guys, guys so... come on now. I... <laughs> We must watch out for the Jews and the gypsies and the communists and anarchists <laughs> in the greater Germany area that may attack the German people. I mean, that's this this is blatant. Yeah, this that's is exactly good... what he's saying. He's just targeting everybody who doesn't fit their nice little jello mold of leftism. This and is communism. This is, yeah, this is directly out of the playbook of the fascists and the national mm-hmm. socialists and the communists. This is directly out of their playbook. I mean, don't forget that if you were denounced in uh, the Soviet Union, if one of your neighbors denounced you as having counter-revolutionary sympathies mm-hmm. and saying things that were counter-revolutionary, you were just arrested based on that. Yep. They're mm-hmm. setting up exactly that. That's what that, what so he just said is saying. Yeah, is yeah. Well, anybody... 
who is counter-revolutionary, anybody who is against this new regime yeah, that we installed with 25,000 soldiers, fences, concrete barriers. Yeah, and let's, let's not forget that, that in our country, in this country, like we are guilty until proven innocent. Right. That's that's why we're arrested and that's why we're booked and arrested and then have to bail out before we go to trial. Right. Yeah. So yeah. all they have to do is say terrorist, terrorist, terrorist. Right. Which is the new she's a witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then you get and then you get you have well, to fight or get burned at the stake. Even even that. I mean, you could say the new terrorist, terrorist, terrorist in this, especially in this context, is the new Jew, Jew, Jew. Mm-hmm. In 2021, I mean, yeah, that, know, that's you know what exactly what they're saying. They're saying well, anybody it's, it's, that doesn't agree with them is the modern day Jew. Well, you guys, or... you guys remembered about about Neil McCarthyism? Oh, I was, yeah, right? I was just gonna say, you know, mm-hmm. with this whole thing, you know, I I feel like they should establish a commission, maybe, to determine <laughs> if run, people run are by, domestic run by some terrorists. senators. Yeah, have some senators. It could, you know, and he was talking about it being an American issue, which would make you un-American. If you if you did that and if you had some members of uh, the House, you know, maybe uh, (laughs) in charge of it, it could be like a House Un-American Affairs Committee, maybe. And uh, (laughs) talking about McCarthyism, people, if you're unfamiliar with UAC, McCarthyism. Yes. And fun fact with McCarthyism, that. That some of the highest profile people in Hollywood collaborated with the McCarthyites. Like Walt Disney turned in a bunch of his uh, animators for being John Wayne. John Wayne was a huge. Yeah. He yeah. he helped um let's see who else there's was was there's Reagan. Reagan was Yep. Reagan uh also went way out of his way to make sure that members of the the film community who he felt were communists were turned in to HUAC and things. And like this, this is exactly that. And if you are, well, you know, and the, the only difference is in this case, the for, pendulum swung the other way. For, yeah. It's the for, communists for the coming record, after like, those like, enjoying free or that want freedom. Like 85% of Congress would, would get sent to jail under McCarthy. Oh yeah. yeah. He'd be like <laughs> communist, 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 communist. I and mean, even yeah. and even the vast majority of those with that magical R next to their name. Oh, a lot They're of like, them. Oh yeah, you're kind of, absolutely oh, yeah. every last oh, yeah. one. The, the, all all uni- major universities in the United States would be shut yep. down for propagating communist propaganda. So I mean, think about this. Like this is this is just a mirror universe, new timeline version of McCarthyism. That's all this yep. is, this, is. So this is neo neo McCarthyism. Yeah, neo neo yes. McCarthyism. Yeah, yeah, there we go. This is retro neo. I think it's retro, retro neo McCarthyism. <laughs> it's, I mean, because it it's it's McCarthyism in reverse. Now it's the communists worrying about people who want freedom. So it's, I mean, God, <laughs> how how sad is that? How sad is that statement? Thirty years removed from the end of the Cold War, and the communists are now the ones in charge of the U.S. Well, they warned us yeah. they were going to do that. Well, yeah. absolutely. We, everybody, you know, all three of us and probably the bulk of our listeners all knew it was coming. <sighs> we all knew it was coming. Yeah. I it's mean, just the people out there right now that still have their heads in the sand about 
more Republicans oh, and richer Democrats. Go, that, oh my we, god. We need to have an episode where we just talk about that. About the, the, the education system and how statism starts at home and Oh, I'm I'm just, on board. Oh I'm man. On board. You know, I, I have to admit, and this is a bit of a personal thing, but I have to admit, I'm really impressed. So in the lead up to the selection of this past year, my daughter was all, you know, orange man, bad, Biden, good. Within the first, I don't know, week or so of within, I don't know, a few days before and even here after the, mm-hmm. the inauguration, I've been showing her all the things that Biden's been doing since he was inaugurated. And she goes, He's just as bad. Like, <laughs> ding! No, I was like, no "What shit. do you, fuck do you think I've been trying to tell you for the last year and a half?" Meet the new boss, same <laughs> as the old boss, with both fingers in the air. I mean, it, but fi- I think that finally woke her up to the point where she's like, "This is." It doesn't matter who's there. It's like, no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't well, I matter. Mean, but we we saw that in Wisconsin too, though. Remember with when uh, uh, Evers. Tony the tyrant got elected in to replace Walker where everyone was just like Walker bad Walker bad and then just yeah. voted for Evers even though he was completely unqualified and the man is a fucking tyrant and he got fired from his job uh in charge of the the board of education for a reason and not not only that Andrew but he if i remember correctly he was escorted from the premises now i may be wrong on this don't quote me on it but if i remember correctly he was escorted out of the Toma school district where he used to be the superintendent. Yeah. Because he may have done some things that were uncouth. Yeah. I mean, and this while and... the community of Toma, when he got elected was like, yay, Hey, our former superintendent got elected to the governorship. He has a local re- who fucking cares. He's a piece well, yeah. of shit. Well, yeah, see, and that was the thing is no one noticed that he was bad because they didn't bother to look. They were like, oh, well, at least he's not Walker. And that's exactly what happened with Biden and Harris. Yeah, he's and not that's Trump. exactly the same thing. Oh, well, at least he's not Trump. And like I encountered so many times where I brought up like you do understand that Biden, you know, has this in his history and this in his history. And he's voted for this and this and Kamala's history is this and she's done this and this and, you know, and I, I go through all that. And people be like, oh, I didn't even know that. But, I mean, at least he's not Trump. Well, I just got what? into that not the other day with uh, a, a co-worker. Right. One of my co-workers, she avowed Biden person, absolutely hates Trump. And all I said to her was, like, you realize that Kamala is going to end up as the president sometime in the next four years. Biden ain't going to make it to the end of this mm-hmm. term. He's just not. He's either going to die of old age. Kamala's going to push him down the stairs. Whatever's going to happen. Twenty fifth Amendment. And yep. um, I was like, "You realize? Look at what Kamala did when she was AG. And was she AG of uh, California, or was she just a mm-hmm. prosecutor in the Bay Area? I can't remember. Um, but where she was extending prisoner sentences in order to get the free she, labor. She purposely hid evidence to yeah, keep innocent hid, yeah. people in jail. Yeah, yeah, she hid exculpatory evidence during trials. I mean, that's why yeah. she was removed from her her, point, her appointment. Oh, she right. 
wasn't your you can't do that and she was doing that because well we need people in the prison so that we mm-hmm. can make them work on behalf of the state because we need apparently massa need his slaves and the thing is is most of them were black we're we're way off track now yeah of we course are, we, we are, are but, track, but but the, it, well, we're off track but at the same time it, it all comes back to this oh. whole idea of if you don't agree with Samasa, I mean, there's a reason why Andrew and I had feds at our <laughs> homes in the last two yeah, weeks. So, all right, I mean, um, it comes right back to that. Yeah, let's get on this next article. This next article, it's it's written by High Country News, uh, which I had not heard of, so I had to look them up. They're an independent, non-profit news media source, right? So they're they're a five hundred one c three. Uh, based out of Colorado, uh, and they write literally strictly about uh, issues facing the Western United States. Okay. Okay. Right, but they are they are nonprofit, so they don't really have. They don't have know, a vested have, interest. Well, they have a vested interest, of course, but they don't have they don't write for profit. So less, but, of, a, less of a vested interest. Yeah. Right. They're, so they're this is. True. Go ahead. Yeah, this so this is uh, High Country News is written by Carl Sagerstrom. This came out January eighth. Uh, it's titled "The Washington D.C. Siege Had Western Roots and Consequences." Right, and it's history and the growing power of right wing extremism points to the volatile future for the West during the Biden presidency. Right, but what what we're what I really want to get to is is there's some history in this one. That we can get to and and it it gives credence to the belief that the government is overpowered because I, I like we've talked about it before about federal control over over Western lands, right? Like like eighty two percent of the state of Nevada is under federal management. I think I think it's anything like to the west of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Anything, so yeah. Every state to the west of Nebraska has mm-hmm. a majority federal land. Yeah, like Cal- California is like um, California is one of the smaller ones with like thirty something percent, but like Oregon's right. like fifty or sixty percent, and Washington, Washington, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, uh, Montana Colorado is actually pretty slim on that. Except no, for- not on, not on federal lands. The federal federal forest, national forest lands. That's true. Huge, huge in Montana. Yeah, Montana, it's Colorado, some, like, Utah. Yeah, it's something yeah. like like fifty-two percent of the western states is under federal control. Think about that. That means that the largest single landowner in Each of half states. of the United States is the, is United the federal states? government itself. I have a question. If the federal government owns that much of each individual state out there, do they pay property taxes? Fuck no. <laughs> no. Shoot, I knew the answer. For, it was a fi- shoot it... for being on it too. <laughs> yeah. uh, so okay, the article. Um, five years and four days after armed militiamen took over the Mauer Wildlife Refuge, a remote federal wildlife preserve in Eastern Oregon, for 41 days, supporters of President Donald Trump stormed and briefly occupied the United States Capitol in Washington D.C. on January 6th. It's not hard to trace the links between Maurer and Washington. Familiar insignia, instigators, and ideologies fueled both anti-government actions. 
extremist leaders and movement regulars from the Western U.S., including the former Washington State Representative Matt Shea, who supported efforts from afar in Spokane, and recently U.S. Senate candidate Joe Ray Perkins, a Republican at Oregon, who joined the crowd that laid siege to the Capitol, helped fuel the melee. Back in their message, it is back in their message, if not their tactics, was a bevy of Western legislators who lent the movement's legitimacy by supporting Trump's baseless election fraud claims. Hold on Meanwhile, on one of the... You say baseless election fraud claims? That's what the article said. That's what everybody in the mass media keeps saying. Just, oh, well, that's just baseless. That's just baseless yeah. because, because if you say it loud enough and long enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, they say it's baseless and the mainstream media says it's baseless. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, when you're talking about one of the lar- <laughs> one of the deciding <laughs> precincts of the Michigan vote, and they're putting poster board up so people that are trying to observe any can't malfeasance yeah. can't observe, you can't tell me that they're not doing something they're not supposed to be fucking doing. <laughs> and this is how Don't. we know the fix is in. All right, uh. Meanwhile, one of the most visible figures from the anti-federal government movement in the Western U.S., Cliven Bundy, expressed dismay that President Trump didn't stick to his guns after he issued a half-hearted message calling for the political end of the occupation. He didn't stick to his right. guns because he wants to ban them just as bad as the Democrats do. Yes. Um the anti-government occupations book ending the rise and fall of Trump's presidency show the mainstreaming of right-wing extremism in the United States. They also ported the potential for future conflicts here in the West. When President-elect Joe Biden takes charge of the federal government and its vast Western land holdings, he will enter an already delicate situation where armed extremist groups stand ready to rise up against the federal government. You know, this sound, and, and I know that this is exactly how the article is supposed to sound, but this sounds an awful lot like there's a good chance we're going to have another Bundy Ranch standoff type of situation somewhere out there. But I don't think they're going to hold back this time. Trump, right before he left office, gave the Hammonds back their grazing permit. Mm-hmm. So the Hammonds... But- but I mean, Biden could just as easily try to revoke it again. Yeah. But I mean, will. what I mean is out there, if the state or if the federal government owns 50% of the Western United States, mm-hmm. and you've got, it's not just the Bundys that are going to have, that have these grazing permits. You've got multiple ranchers all across mm-hmm. the West that have these same permits. All it takes is Biden to send out BLM, it, and I don't mean Black even, Lives Matter. It's not even Biden. It's not even Biden. No. Biden doesn't have to do anything. No, it's, he doesn't. It's, it's the, the BLM office. It's the Fish right. and Game office. It's the EPA. But Those are the big ones. I, I'm, yep. I'm operating. I'm speaking on the, the idea that he is the head of the executive. All that stuff falls under the executive. So I'm using that as kind yeah. of a catch-all. But the Biden administration, all they have to do is go, we don't want to support this anymore. So we're going to confiscate all these animals that are privately owned, but they're grazing on federal lands. Well, and yeah, that's, that's what the that, whole Bundy thing was about. It, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm getting at is it all mm-hmm. it takes is them to say with one rancher, we're going to take this. And because they're on federal lands, we're going to confiscate your cattle. Mm-hmm. 
And you're going to have a standoff again that happens out West and especially out West in Montana, Nevada, and those areas, because those people are not afraid to pick up their guns and not point only them not at, afraid, but they're, they're fed up. They're fed up. Yeah, they're and fed up. So. But I don't, and I don't let's not forget, let's not forget we of, had, we had this, this entire past year was a buildup, right? From right. We went, they, they went, they went from a, a peaceful armed permitted protest of 22,000 people in Virginia mm-hmm. to peaceful protesting mask bans, right? To armed infiltration of federal buildings to yeah. uh, before to, that they had armed infiltration of state of, of state build of state buildings, yes. Yeah, state, state, state capital so, of state what I meant. Um, to kidnapping plots. And yeah. threats against elected officials all the way up to what happened at the Capitol building. They had that right. in, in just under a year. Right. And it's a hell of the, an escalation. And, let, and as we said, that's a I mean, hell of an escalation. That's, I mean, that instead of it being a gradual escalation, that is a da- goddamn peak. Yeah, but it ramped up quick. It's, and that's going to lead to a head when you start talking about, say, BLM says, your cattle can't graze here anymore. And if you don't get them out of here, we're going to confiscate them. And yep. I, it, there's going yeah. to be a standoff, and there's going this time. I don't think it's going to end peacefully. No. Nope. So, uh, the Western U.S. isn't the only place where anti-government sentiment festers, but here the wounds are open, frequently endured, and historically recent. Violence and the threat of violence in the region occurred within the context of a nation founded on the genocide of indigenous people. Leaders of anti-federal movements lean into the violent history and include, and include factions that are specifically anti-indigenous. In defending his right to graze cattle on federal land in Nevada, a claim that successfully defended at Bunkerville in 2014 when federal authorities withdrew after being outgunned by militiamen, Bundy argued that his claim to the land was more legitimate than the Southern Paiutes because, quote, they lost the war. I mean, <sighs> I, it's can't argue there, against that. Yeah, there he, he's not he's not wrong. I mean, the, the reality is that there is a point and I know that a lot of anarchists don't want to admit it, but there is a point where the right of conquest has to take a part because yeah, so, otherwise right. You're, you're, yeah. how far back do you go for the right yeah. to land? Okay, well, like, are you going back a that's, thousand that's, 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 that's a tangent. That's a tangent we don't need to get on. I, I, this, this next paragraph is, is really, this is the meat and potatoes for me. All right. If you um, say it gets better, I'm going to kill you. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, have, we have, we have two articles later that, that fulfill that for you. Um, Over the last half century, anti-government leaders have rallied to the image as the West population swelled and control over its natural resources became more contested and regulated. The original sagebrush rebellion of the mid to late 1970s, which inspired the modern Bundy-led standoffs, but were not nearly as paramilitary, came in response to federal public land laws like the Federal Land Policy and Management Act, Wilderness Act, the Endangered Species Act, which increasingly restricted how natural resources could be used. Those restrictions were seen as unconsciousable overreach by the rural Westerners who had accustomed uh, to using public land resources as they wished. Quote, the hardest thing to do in American politics is to withdraw a right said Daniel McCool, a political science, a political science professor at the University of Utah. 
even though the rights were privileges and the legal sense, the perception that they were rights and that they were being taken away fueled the original sagebrush rebels, McCool said. Quote, the roots of the sagebrush rebellion were that they were no longer got what they wanted. There is a direct line from that to the Bundy groups active today. Well, duh. I mean, this is just a statement of no shit fucking Sherlock. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I wanted that's where I wanted to pick this up at is is those those ideas that the rights that we've experienced the rights that we believe that are bestowed in us naturally we also believe that the government is infringing on them and that's that's where this sort of rebellion where the boogaloo's coming from where the anti-government is coming from where the libertarians are coming from those are all wrapped up in this domestic terrorism act yep yep you know everyone that is encompassed in this article everyone that is encompassed in what happened at the capitol everyone that is encompassed in in the bundies every, every rancher like the hammonds every cattle rancher that believes that they have a right that they have that they have the freedom to graze on their own land to bu- to build a stock pond on your own land those are all going to be domestic terrorists when this when this bill is passed oh yeah, yeah. I, everybody and if and like and all it takes to be labeled a domestic terrorist is to do something or say something anti-government. That's it. That's all it takes under those definitions. Yeah. If you've ever said anything, if you didn't agree with the, the cost to replace the highway that Mm -hmm. ran through your town Mm -hmm. and you said something negative about them at the, you know, city board meeting or whatever the hell it is, city council meeting or whatever, you could be labeled a domestic Mm -hmm. terrorist because you don't support the government. Or if you, I mean, if you led any kind of protest and like all Mm -hmm. these people who are, who were, were at these BLM, you know, the BLM riots and stuff, uh, months ago, you think you won't be labeled domestic terrorists. You think that isn't coming for you too. It's coming for you too. It's definitely coming for you too. And, and if you think, well, but I helped, you know, I helped with, I was anti-Trump and I helped with the Biden. Yeah. But you said how much anti-government stuff when you, when Trump was in office Mm -hmm. and you think they're not going to use that against you. Don't forget the, the night of the long knives. All right. Just because you helped them get to power doesn't mean that you're always going to be their buddy. Mm hmm. All they have to do is get enough power that they don't need you anymore and they will turn on you so that they don't have competition because you pose mm-hmm. a threat. You were essentially a useful idiot. Fodder. You were yeah. a useful idiot. You stood up and you mm-hmm. said, orange man bad. And you said it so loudly and proudly and you were so happy when orange man was no longer there. Whatever. And now... All you are is you're going to get thrown to the wolves just like the rest of us. I mean, everybody at this point, everybody who doesn't absolutely unquestioningly walk the government line under this new bill is going to wind up being labeled a domestic terrorist. All it takes is that one wrong word, that one wrong sentence, that one thing that you did. Simply doing this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We're domestic terrorists. 
Yeah, under that yeah. bill, that's exactly what we're doing. We're we are domestic terrorists the, now because we're supposedly undermining the authority of the government because we're questioning their decisions, and because we're questioning their decisions, we're domestic terrorists because we may may influence somebody to decide that the government is not legitimate or however you want to spin that. <laughs> like like for for example, okay, the the people that rushed the Capitol, as foolish as we as we think that they are, were called seditious by people actively trying to circumvent the Constitution of the United States. Yeah, yeah. The people, yeah, the people who so this, a lot of the same people who are like, <laughs> oh, that's that's un-American, that's so wrong, and then deploy they deployed twenty well, they, well, they thousand armed troops. They called it unpatriotic. Yeah, unpatriotic. Right. As they deployed twenty <laughs> thousand armed troops I think, I, I to the capital, I think it was, was twenty six thousand was the total. And not yeah. only that, but in order to get around. Uh, I can't remember the name or the edict or the law or whatever the hell it is. In order to get around it, what they do, they swore in a number of them as U.S. marshals, so they could have arrest powers. So they could have arrest powers. Yeah, it's to get over. It's to get around passe comitatus. Is what that's what it is. Passe comitatus. Sorry, I've had Um, a little bit too much whiskey. I can't remember. It's the it's the exact same it's the exact same rule that Lincoln actually violated when you know during the Civil War is passe comitatus. It's and they're they're comparing him to Joe Biden. I know, and it's which is is funny as hell. Publicly and proudly, yeah, comparing. Which, Abraham Lincoln yeah, and Joe Biden. That, that cracked me up to no end. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, Lincoln suspended habeas corpus and he violated passe comitatus and he punk, bribed punk people, and punk threatened. without trial? Yeah, he, he uh, bribed and uh, threatened other members of the opposing political party to vote the way that he wanted them to intentionally. <laughs> then, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, that, that does oh. sound a lot like Biden. You're right. Um, that's... But it's I mean, that's the thing is like these (laughs) these same people are again, this is the Orwellian element here where as they're deploying troops, as they're building, um, you know, walls around Washington, D.C. to make sure that the average person can't get in as they're, you know, they're setting up all these troops and they're coming up with all these draconian laws. They're going, well, the dangerous people you know, the, the un-American, unpatriotic people <laughs> are, are those people over there who are advocate, advocating for freedom and saying that what I'm doing is wrong. Those are the bad people, not mm-hmm. me. I'm your friend, see, and I'm doing this <laughs> because I love you. I, I want to point out. There's $1,400. Please don't rate us again. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I want to point out um, a lot of the National Guard troops or the entirety of the National Guard troops that were in place for the installment of the new regime. A lot of people don't know, or they, they never really paid attention to the fact that they were given the authority to use lethal force mm-hmm. against anyone within their eyesight yep. that had a weapon. Those are, if those are so much. That is a weaker ROE than the troops have in combat zones. Oh yeah. yeah. In, in Iraq, you, stood, you couldn't you couldn't just shoot somebody for having a gun because everybody was carrying AKs. Right. Everybody if had you, AKs. If everybody you were had. outside the perimeter that they set up 
and a National Guardsman saw you with a pistol, a rifle, it doesn't matter. If you had a weapon, a firearm on you, they had the legal authority to shoot your ass on the that's, spot. That's the, that's the same ROE that they used at Ruby Ridge. Yep. Right. Yeah. If it has a gun and it's moving, kill it. No, no. It, it, at, Ruby, oh. at Ruby Ridge, um, uh, if, if, if you were Randy, Randy Weaver or Kevin. Um, oh, yeah. If they, they came outside. They if died. they came outside, they were, they were, they were, it was game on. Weapon yep. or not. Yeah, and I mean, that's the... Harris, Kevin Harris. Yeah, and it's... The mind-blowing thing is that there are still people who are under the impression that this is salvageable, that say, that agree with them that we're the domestic terrorists for saying it's not salvageable. Look (laughs) at what is going on, and you're telling me you think you can come back from this? Not only that, but the, there are people out there that not, truly that not, only still, that you, not, still. not only that you can come back from this, but that the next election you can vote and take it over and make things right. Yeah. yeah. Next time I'll own this but, boot that's on my throat. Well, right. <laughs> and what I was going to say is not what drives me nuts is you see people that still to this day believe that the National Guard and the uh, uh, active services and the reserves are full of people that if the people rose up against the government, they would join them. Yeah. Are you stupid? Look well, at what even, just fucking happened. Yeah. And remember, remember that these troops that they had at DC, they oh. heavily vetted them all and they kicked yeah. out a bunch of them mm-hmm. for posting things that were for anti-Biden. Ha- yeah, for having, yeah. For having yeah. an opinion that yeah. is contrary so, to Biden. So if you're under the impression that members of the military from the inside will somehow help in the event of a tyrannical government, I got news for you. No, because they won't be on the ins. If anyone would, otherwise they won't be on the inside of the military anymore. They will Mm -hmm. fire them. They will be out. So no, the military will not help you. The police will not help you. They will be against you. All right. So now that they've secured the timing for our drone bombs falling on us, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I, I figure it's going to be about six hours right now. Like just <laughs> targeting. There's a hellfire turning up. So yeah. don't drown me, bro. All right, let's let's make fun of California. Yay! Oh, I love my you. favorite. <laughs> just <laughs> just just this title alone. I I know Christopher is going to explode. <laughs> California California preservationist. Sue to overturn law that requires property owners' consent to having their homes landmarked. What? You I'll, I'll read that. I'll read that again. So the, the owner of the hold on, hold on before you read it again. The owner of the house. They want to overturn law that says the owner, the actual owner of a piece of land, has to give consent and before they can landmark the house. Yes, they want to overturn that because because in California, if it is a landmarked home, there are certain regulations and rules that they have to follow if they were to ever renovate like it. renovate it. Like they can't and, tear it, they can't tear it down and build a new home. Yep. Or okay. anything like that if it's landmarked. My property, <laughs> my choice. No, there's it's that's no different, different than your you. property, their choice. 
Yeah. You pay the taxes. Well, that's... They tell you what you can have on it, who you can't have on it, what you can do to it, what you can't do to it. And you have to get a permit to renovate your own home on your own property yeah. that you well, yeah, can lick my balls. It's the same, <laughs> but it, it's the same thing in Wisconsin that if you, but where once it's marked as uh, a historic property, you can't change anything. Like you yep. have to, right. everything has to it stay has, the it same. Has to ma- it has to ma- be maintained as period. Correct. Yeah. But so before, like that, and it, but that's, in Wisconsin before it actually has to be the homeowner. Now, yep. Remind me, it, if I remember, yeah, the homeowner has to request that the property be maintained as a historical landmark. Yes. Yeah. It is not so, something that somebody else can petition to say so and so lived there, so you have to maintain this. Yep, the no, person who it actually has to be owns the person the property who owns ask. the property. Okay. Yes. But this gets worse. Don't oh, tell geez. me that. The lawsuit from three Orange County preservation groups argues that supposedly historic buildings should be afforded the same environmental protections as air, water, and forest. Oh, what? my God. What? what? No, wait. What? That has to be a fucking joke. <laughs> what? It, is not, it is not a joke. What? How? How do you, uh, how do you somehow make that connection between natural things... And somebody cut down a tree to build this fucking house. A coalition of preservation groups in Orange County, California, is suing the coastal communities of Laguna Beach in an effort to overturn a recent amendment to the city's historical preservation ordinance that requires property owners to voluntarily opt into having their homes considered a historical resource and all the restrictions that come with it. Okay. This is my response to this right here. <laughs> Quote, it would be unthinkable for the city to require owners' consent to review biological habitat or wetlands during the approval process, says Krista uh, Nichols, the president of the <laughs> Preserve of the Preserve, Orange County, said in a press release. Quote, yeah, state law recognizes that historical resources have comparable public benefit. Oh. Owner consent has nothing to do with objective standards of historical merit. What? But it's my fucking property. It's It's my house. I bought this property. I own this land. Oh, see, you know, and the funny thing is, like, I've actually, like, because Lindsay, you know, I'm I'm obviously a historian. Lindsay uh, was an archaeologist. So we've had those conversations where... You know, there's this constant conflict within, like, if you are somebody like that, where you debate with your, like, would you, you know, people still got to live places, but it's sad to see these historic things getting destroyed when new people want to move in. But I'm always reminding her when she's like, well, that needs to be preserved. I'm like, but people still got to live. They still got to function. And don't forget that, like, when a lot of times, like, when you dig uh, a site that's like a you know, a a late medieval or a um, Anglo-Saxon site in Britain, you'll find that it's on top of a Roman site, which was on top of a Pictish site, which is on top of a Neolithic. And like these people just keep tearing all the old stuff down and rebuilding in the same place because it's a nice place to live. This is where they want to go. And by trying to preserve this stuff, what you're doing is you're saying, no, 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 no. No more. You don't get to build in this prime spot that people have wanted to live at for hundreds, if not thousands of years anymore, because this one fucking person 
lived in this place and now now <laughs> you have to leave it as is like you you can't do that shit you, people have to be able to live places i, I just I, I can't wait for them to tear down all those tall buildings on manhattan island and put the teepees back <laughs> yeah i mean right? come on like Dude, it's I have you seen all the t- historical destruction on Long Island? Like that used to be this beautiful farmland, all these historic plantations were there. Like, I can't believe it. I mean, it's obscene. Yeah. <laughs> this... to, to bring it to bring it more local to you, Andrew, they need to bulldoze the entire city of lacrosse and put <laughs> the native land, the native trading post that had been yep. there for centuries before white people showed up. Yeah, it needs because, to get completely because well, we we don't want uh to lose out on that heritage. So I guess we're just gonna have to. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not gonna read the rest of the article because it gets long and it's just gibberish back and forth. And but yeah, that was that was the that was the premise right now. Yeah, I it's mean, just. I just can't believe, like, again, like uh, if if you are if you didn't notice what I threw up on the screen earlier. Um, or if you're on the audio, it's the, the communist Bugs Bunny, the, the <laughs> sorry, our property, our property, <laughs> it's right? not your property. It's our property. <laughs> I mean, and earlier, you, and earlier when I said, you know, this is my response that I was holding up my killdozer patch because yeah. this is the kind of shit that is going to drive people who own, who think, I emphasize, think that they own their own land. Mm-hmm. And they want to make changes to it, and then some bureaucrat's going to show up and go, "No, that's a historical location. You can't do anything." Yeah. Uh, lick yeah. my balls. I'm going I mean, to do well, it. And consider too, like there's there are already places that are labeled historic places in California that are so wildly expensive to attempt to maintain, so wildly oh. expensive that they they're barely maintained. They're barely, you know, they're they're barely kept up at all. And they're, you know, and and the state, because it's a a registered historic place, is required to do that and can't get rid of it if -hmm. people stop visiting it. Like, because they need people to visit stuff in order to keep getting money. I mean, like uh, William William Randolph Hearst Place Mm -hmm. in California. That's the, the Hearst Castle, which is freaking gorgeous, by the way. That is an amazing place. The man had taste. But it's it's an enormous, enormous house. And like they talk about, you know, how he made some modifications and certain, you know, walls were were boarded up and doors were eliminated and things over the years. And or um, some of the castles, you know, Versailles and stuff that got modified by various people. And when you label it a historic place, like what happened to Hearst place, actually, I think he might have donated it now that I think about it. But well, either way, it's a gigantic liability financial liability yeah. mm-hmm. that then you're stuck with that you can't sell you can't modify you can't go you know what i don't think i need a twenty-four thousand square foot mansion on top of this hill i think maybe a smaller location would be better let's bulldoze that you're not even able to do that you're stuck with this monstrosity because one dude decided it would be a good idea to make it a historic place so people could go look at the opulence of some news magnate. <laughs> or see, you know, these are and okay. Now hold on, now, hold on. Hit. These are these are the same sort of people that argue for tearing down 
monuments of the, the, right. the Confederate, the Confederate yeah. monuments. Exactly. I was actually going to mention, going to mention Andrew. I mean, look at the, I've always called it the cast street castle. Yeah. The castle the, on cast. Yep. The place is fucking huge. It's on a three. I want to say it's on a half acre of yeah, land in the yeah, middle like of the city lot. of lacrosse. And the last time it was on the market, now, granted, Lacrosse is a city of what fifty four thousand. That's well, it's like sixty something thousand now. Oh, is I it sixty now? Yeah. Okay, so sixty thousand people. The city of sixty thousand people. This place sells for one point eight million dollars. That's like three bedrooms on a fifth of an acre here. So to and put it in perspective, so that people can kind of see, that is the castle. Ooh, big Victorian style. Oh, and it is a beautiful, very It is absolutely gorgeous. House. So this, I used to live, I actually, when I would come to lacrosse, my grandparents are about four blocks away from this house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but it's, it's just it's one of them. It's a beautiful place. It's just one of them, though. But you, if you buy it, you're, you can't change anything. You can't, you can't change anything, anything. Yeah. You're stuck with what you got, which is all, you know, 19th century building. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. It's like people may want to, you know, may want the outside of the house to look nice, but, you know, maybe make the inside modern. Not allowed. Nope, nope not allowed. So, And that's what is about to happen to all these people. If they pass that bill in California, all these people mm-hmm. that are living in these houses well, are like, that, oh, I'd like to. Southern California area, yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, I might, you know, like to add on an extra bedroom or maybe, you know, knock this wall out and expand this. Nope. What? what? Won't be allowed you wanna, anymore. You want to upgrade to modern electrical wiring and not use aluminum? What? Yeah. Well, look at what look at what happened to Notre Dame, because they didn't want to install yep. modern electrical stuff, and they didn't want yep. to install uh, a too big a fire suppression system so that it wouldn't ruin the medieval beauty, and so burned to the ground like every other medieval cathedral did during the medieval age, the, the Middle Ages, because they are prone to that. <laughs> All right, that's a dead horse. <laughs> I think it's plenty flogged at this point. All right. This one, all right. Um, man, hey, before you go into the next one, are we okay running over for a little while? I'm okay. No, we're at about two, just shy of two hours now. No, That's we why. got about. I'm. I'm. I got about fifteen minutes left on the recording. All right. So, man jailed for allegedly posting photo of two men urinating on deputy's grave. And it wasn't even. Yeah. Uh, A Tennessee man was arrested Friday for alleged harassment after authorities said he distributed a disrespectful photo of a law enforcement officer's grave on social media. He's dead. How are you (laughs) harassing anybody? He's fucking dead. Joshua Andrew Garten, 28, was arrested on suspicion of harassment. And jailed in Dickinson County, Tennessee, on seventy-six thousand dollar bond, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation said in a statement. What the fuck? The bureau said right. Garten recently produced and distributed a doctored photo of two men urinating on the grave of Dickinson County Sheriff. They Sergeant. weren't even actually pissing on the grave. <laughs> it was Photoshop. <laughs> and this is harassment. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> It's because he's a cop. If he wasn't a cop, they wouldn't have bothered. Yes. Uh, Bureau uh, uh, produced and distributed a doctored photo 
of two men urinating on the grave of Dickinson County Sheriff's Sergeant Daniel Baker, who was fatally shot in the line of duty in 2018. Quote, just showing my respect for the Deputy Daniel Baker, text accompanying the image said. State detectives visited the grave site and determined that the photo did not depict an actual desecration, according to the Bureau. Nashville lawyer Daniel Horwitz, who does not represent Garden, said in an email that the arrest appeared to violate the Constitution. Oh, you no think? Shit. You fucking think? Mother of God. Andrew, you want to take a road trip? I, I mean, this, <laughs> but this is, you know, and from my experience living in the American South and dealing with the cops there, hold this on. is exactly the kind of thing they yep. do hold all on. the well, fucking it, time. It, hold on. It gets better. It gets better. Don't, don't tell me that. It gets uh. better. Uh, quote, the first, declare, the first Amendment clearly and unmistakably protects the man's right to post an offensive photo about a police officer, he said. The only people who broke the law here were the police officers and the TBI agents who participated in this flagrantly, uh, f- flagrantly unconstitutional arrest. The Bureau said by email that the investigation and arrest were done at the behest of District Attorney General Ray Crouch. Uh, quote, when requested to investigate an incident by a district attorney general, TBI agents served as fact finders. The bureau spokesman, Leslie Earhart, said, quote, the DA determined what, if any, charges are placed. There should be so, no fucking charges. Yeah, there, you can't. What? Posting is- a doctored photo of a, of a, a, that appears to show the disrespect it, of a grave a photoshopped picture yeah that is that falls under free expression free political expression and parody if anything ever did and you think you're going to get away with arresting this guy and throw like if i was an attorney who <laughs> was authorized to work oh, in I'm, tennessee i'm jumping oh, i'm jumping oh, i'm all over windows. this oh yeah i'm jumping through windows to get this case because the level the civil lawsuit oh, will be yeah. fantastic oh, yeah. millions 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 and the badges of those involved i mean plain and simple that's what i want and i want the district attorney if they did request that to lose their position on the bar. I want yeah. an official. I want a, an, an official in writing, signed in person apology for the arrest. Yeah, we're sorry yeah. that we viol- well, I'm, knowingly I'm going, violated I'm going your constitution. Frame rights. that and put it on the wall, and keep redistributing that photograph. I mean, are you? Oh, f- yeah. But this is well, this I mean, is exactly even, the kind of thing that Southern cops do because they're so heavily worshipped by so many people yep. in the American South that they think they can get away with absolutely anything. And so they'll try and pull this shit and then they'll get called out on it. They get sued. They'll wind up having to settle out of court. The taxpayer is going to have to pay the fucking bill for their insanity and their tyranny. And then the cops are going to try and hunt this guy for the rest of his life to find a way to put him back in jail. Yep. Yep. And you know, even if it wasn't a Photoshop picture, if this guy and his buddies had gone out to the cemetery and pissed on the grave of a dead cop. That's at best. At that's best. At best. It, like maybe you could get a trespassing charge. And right? maybe that's, a public urination that, charge. Yeah, that's but not I mean, a that's not a harassment charge. 
That's not a harassment charge. And then this, and then maybe there's a civil lawsuit from the people that own the graveyard. Yeah, and that that's the the that's most at, at, at the most. Yeah. But right now they're ta- they're talking about. Oh my God! You know, seventy you know, some, seventy plus thousand dollar bond, seventy six thousand dollar bond for a Photoshop. Mm-hmm. For a fucking Photoshop. Yeah. And and again to <laughs> call back to the domestic terrorism bill. <laughs> <laughs> this right here would be okay under that bill because yes, and he would. would be charged as a domestic terrorist because he threatened the cop's family. That's what they will say. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you that's what they're going to say anyways. He was harassing the cop's family. They don't have yeah, to call it that. They can just they just can just call it like unpatriotic behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You didn't worship the skycloth properly, so this yep. is what you're going to get. Yep. So now you're you're going to jail, and what are you going to do about it? Because at that point, you're not even if you're a domestic terrorist, they can throw you into a national security blanket mm-hmm. for your trial, which means it's not even in open court. You get charged in FISA court and you get it's all secret. Yep. It's all behind closed locked doors. It's all it's, secret. And it's, it's all protected it's under the national information. Was it? God, national can, you imagine, Act or, can you imagine getting sent to Gitmo for supporting the Constitution? That's where we're headed. Yeah, we're not far off from that. We're, we're no. really not. I mean, I mean, if this if this domestic terror bill, I mean, to harken back to that, like we have been. If this gets passed, that's exactly what you're looking at. You're looking at regular, everyday Americans who just want to be left the hell alone being sent to literally the gulag, as we mentioned during that article, for wanting to be left alone by the government. They don't want government interaction. But because they don't want government interaction, you go to gulag now. Yep. So, all right, last words. Anything else you want to say? Get the hell off of Facebook. Yeah, abandon it. Abandon Just ship. fucking leave. It's a yep. sinking ship. You all know it is. Come on. Move to MeWe. And... Andrew and I will be working on getting a Hootenanny Roundup working on me. Yeah, and you'll, you'll get plenty, plenty of hilarious memes again. And see, isn't that nice? And because... The memes aren't censored. They can be much more in your face. I just posted one the other day that was the time of Orange Man is over. The time for rapey uncle has begun. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was laughing my ass off. (laughs) So that would never stay up on Facebook. I would get banned for that instantly. Yeah, that would have been insta-zucked. Yeah, so it's like, you know, I mean, it, it's worth it. And Facebook is just going to keep turning into this this steadily ever more not just left Not just painting. Facebook. It's the whole... It's Facebook, whole it's full, Instagram, full it's woke, Google. Full woke technocracy. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, that's, it's, my, that's my new favorite term, by the way. Full woke technocracy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it is. Oh, it's, I mean, and, and that's that's where we're at at this point is a techno- technocracy Oh, because, yeah. I mean, you can be, once you're deplatformed, like your voice is just snatched away from you and there's nothing you can do about it. So you're just stuck, you know, it's pound sand, man. Yep. That's a load of crap. And if you don't yep. want Google tracking whatever the fuck you're searching for, go to DuckDuckGo and use that instead. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. And if you keep talking to people like they're the enemy, eventually they're going to start acting like the enemy. 
Yes. Yep. So on that note, talk to your neighbors, enjoy the conversation. Even if you disagree, talk to your neighbors, get yeah. to know them. Yeah. Freaking go outside. When shit goes you. wrong, they're going to be the ones that are there to help you. Well, yeah. On that note, three plugs. Uh, if you want to get awesome beard stuff for a discounted rate and have a soft, luxurious, and wonderful smelling, manageable beard like I have, go to thebeardstruggle.com. Use code inkedanarchist15. All run together, you get 15% off. You support me, which is cool, and you get some amazing stuff in exchange. Also, check out Poppin's Patches. He's on Facebook. He's on Twitter. He's on everything. Instagram. I think he's got a yeah Instagram. He's got a website. Like you want to order his stuff. His patches are awesome. I have one of them on now with the Boogaloo Shark, um, and uh, they're super high quality. They're really Very, really nice. I have been absolutely pleased with with the patches that I do have from him. Yes. Yeah. The so, artwork's really yeah. high quality. The production quality is very high. And I am waiting for my T-shirt from him. <laughs> yep, me too. I also got a T-shirt from him. I'm also waiting on He's going to be sending me some patches and I think a couple of magnets to do giveaways with soon. They were supposed to be here, but apparently the post office decided that he didn't pay them enough blood money to get it to me. And therefore, it wound up going back to him. And Stupid. so... See, yeah. only a government organization would do that. You didn't send oh. us enough money, so we're going to send it back to you. Yeah, so you can, twice the price. So you so that you can originally pay how much you were supposed to pay. Yep. But not charge you for shipping it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> this is government yeah. logic. Government, government efficiency. Uh, All right. Yep. Yay. <laughs> On that note, I, this has been episode 122. I think I think that's yep. what we called it. One twenty-two, uh, yeah, which is a uh, a royal decent, clusterfuck. Pretty decent AK round, but uh, <laughs> we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs> Peace later. Yep.